It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, friends? Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of SI Panthers with you here. And happy February. We made it through the first month of 2021, and we are officially into Super Bowl week. It is crazy that it is here. I was thinking we would reminisce later on in the week on the uh, the two Super Bowl appearances thus far for the Carolina Panthers, kind of as a throwback before we get into the big game on Sunday. But we've got a lot to talk about here on this Monday edition. Hope you guys had yourselves a great weekend and glad to have you guys back with us. A lot to get to today. We'll talk about a little bit of a Senior Bowl recap. We'll talk about Joe Marino's latest mock draft over at the Draft Network. Talk about the Panthers pick. And talk about the big three-way trade that he has in his mock draft surrounding Deshaun Watson. But we'll start today's Locked On Panthers with the Matthew Stafford news. Of course, over the weekend, the news broke that Matthew Stafford was indeed traded as the Lions did get a deal done quick as was or as they were hoping for. They did get the deal done on Saturday night and it was not to the Carolina Panthers. They of course or Matthew Stafford, of course, was traded to the Los Angeles Rams for a pair of first-round picks, 2022 and 2023, as well as a third-rounder this year, plus Jared Goff, all going to the Detroit Lions in exchange for Matthew Stafford. And what makes this story interesting, there's, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, of course, is... We talked last week about the possibility of Matthew Stafford going to the Carolina Panthers. The possibility that the Panthers would be involved in talks. You know, should should they go after Stafford? What could they offer? This, that, and the other thing. So we have that aspect of it. You know, the Panthers not landing Matthew Stafford. But two, we get an idea now, thanks to reading um, Albert Breer's Monday Morning Quarterback, we have an idea now of just how interested and how aggressive the Panthers were trying to be. And here's that side of the story. Albert Breer, of course, you know, always does great work with uh, MMQB. Uh, You know, it's one of the things I check out often, and especially this week, because he dove into the Matthew Stafford trade talks and how it came to be. Uh, between the Rams and the Lions, but he also dove into a bunch of other teams that were in the mix and what some of those teams were offering. Some teams like the 49ers were in play, but Albert Breer says they never made an official offer, and even if they did, probably weren't going to offer number 12. Uh, A couple other teams were in the mix, but weren't likely offering their first-round pick, like the New England Patriots, reportedly... 
you know, according to Brewer, we're offering a second and that a second round pick plus a player. There were even two other teams he said just kind of checked in, but never really advanced far in talks. Teams like the Chicago Bears and the New York Jets. But the Carolina Panthers did in fact offer, again, according to Albert Breer, did in fact offer the number eight pick. And we figured for a team like the Panthers, that was probably what it was going to take to get this deal done. He also said a, uh, a later pick as well. We don't know what that later pick was. You know, Was it a third? Was it a fourth? Was it a future pick? I don't know. All he said was the number eight pick and a later pick. But the focal point, of course, there is the number eight pick. That the Panthers were willing to part ways with that top pick to get Matthew Stafford. And as it turned out, that was the highest pick this year that the Lions were offered. Because again, the Rams, of course, do not have a 2021 first-round pick. They, they already didn't going into this year because, of course, of the trade with the Jaguars for Jalen Ramsey. So the Rams had to pony up a little bit knowing that they were now up against a team offering a top 10 pick this year, which of course would have actually given the Lions back-to-back -back picks in the top 10 because they already owned number 7. This would have given them 7 and 8. And according to Albert Breer, Carolina and Washington both kind of emerged as favorites to land Stafford by the time Saturday rolled around because he reports that Washington also offered their first round pick, which was 19 overall plus a third round pick. But the Rams, according to Breer's piece, the Rams were really intent on getting them. Uh, Sean McVay and Lesney did some film work on him. And interestingly enough, McVay and Stafford and you know a couple other NFL people, Sean Payton, Drew Brees, were down in Cabo for some event, I don't know, I guess, or just a get-together. Uh, but Stafford and McVay wound up chatting and having dinner together down in Cabo, and that seemed to further, uh, further cement the interest that Sean McVay wanted Matthew Stafford. So Brewer reports that McVay went to Rams owner Stan Kroenke to get him to sign off on the Panthers, or the Rams going the extra mile, and that's exactly what the Rams did. So again, they knew going into Saturday that because uh, their initial offer was just the 22 first round pick plus Goff plus another pick, and then uh, I think they said that was Friday or that was you know a little before Friday, and then of course reports came out on Friday night of the Rams' interest, and then things started to ramp up. And then, again, Carolina was in the mix, Washington, uh, the Colts made an offer, but never offered uh, never offered their first-round pick of 21. So Carolina and Washington seemed to be the favorites, but Brewer also noted that the Rams were the top, uh, that was his number one interested place. Brewer writes that um, the three teams that Stafford preferred to be traded to in order the Rams the 49ers and the Colts so didn't sound like he was interested now there was that report from Tom Curran too that said 
Uh, the Lions could have traded him anywhere except New England, presumably because of uh, Matt Patricia being back on uh, New England staff. But it is interesting to note that uh, Carolina was not among those top three. But again, they did start to emerge as a favorite because they threw in that number eight pick. So the Rams ponied up. They added their first round pick in 2023. And that's what got the deal done. So again, it's a uh, the Rams sending their first round picks in 22 and 23, as well as getting a uh, trading a third round pick, which in a sense, the Rams are just, just going to get back anyway because they're getting a third-round compensatory pick, ironically, thanks to the Lions because of hiring Brad Holmes uh, as their new general manager. Of course, the new rule that teams will get compensatory picks as a reward for developing minority candidates into high positions like uh, head coach and GM. That's why the 49ers actually are going to get three third-round picks, over the, you know, one over the, one each for the next three years. Because of getting two minority candidates hired. Robert Sala now is head coach of the Jets. And Martin Mayhew now is the general manager of Washington. As they gave Mayhew the GM title. Marty Herney we, we know uh, is in Washington now. We thought he was going to get the GM role. But he's getting uh, some kind of other executive title with Washington. But it's Martin Mayhew that's actually going to be the general manager of Washington. Uh, and then the Falcons are getting those picks as well for Ter uh, Terry Fontenot being, or excuse me, the Saints are going to get those comp picks for Terry Fontenot being GM of the Falcons. And then the Ravens are actually now going to get compensatory picks as well for David Culley now becoming head coach of the Houston Texans. So the Rams effectively getting that third round pick, but they are sending a third this year. And of course their first round picks in the next two years that easily toppled what the Panthers were were offering. So the bottom line in, in all this in regards to the Panthers is that they are clearly interested in upgrading at the quarterback position. You know, and um, obviously they've asked Matt Rule a couple of times and he still really hasn't given a full vote of confidence in Teddy Bridgewater. And so... Knowing now that the Panthers were willing to part with their number eight overall pick to try to get Matthew Stafford, that leads me to believe that they are going to be quite aggressive in the quarterback market this offseason, whether they look to pony up to try to get to Sean Watson or try to move up in the draft. You know, I could still certainly see a scenario where the Panthers package that eighth pick plus maybe a third round pick this year and then throw in their first round pick next year to move up in the draft. Maybe talk with a team like Miami at number three, maybe even the Jets at number two if uh, if the Jets want to move out of that trade. Uh, but I could see the Panthers packaging those kind of picks, moving up and getting either Zach Wilson or Justin Fields at the top of this draft. So without a doubt, the Panthers are in the market. We kind of had a sense they were ready to move on. This just kind of further confirms that they are, they're now in it to win it and ready to more or less move on from, uh, from Teddy Bridgewater. And again, the nice thing about if they draft a quarterback, they can let Teddy be a bridge for a little bit, you know, no pun intended, um, but let 
Teddy kind of uh, fill in that gap between now and whenever the rookie quarterback is ready to take over. So really should be an interesting offseason now regarding the quarterback position for the Carolina Panthers. Again, especially now knowing that they did offer that eighth overall pick. So should be should be fun times uh, for sure. So let's take a quick minute. We'll give a shout out to one of our great sponsors. And then I want to touch on said mock draft, as I alluded to earlier with Joe Marino, and talk about the three-way deal that uh, could give a bit of an idea as to what uh, what Deshaun Watson could go for. Uh, but today's episode is being brought to you by our friends at TurboTax Live. Is of course, tax season coming up. Everybody, including myself, getting ready to file our taxes and hopefully get a little bit of uh, extra spending money here this winter. Uh, but of course, no, no two people are alike, and no two tax returns are alike either. Thankfully, TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you, learn about your unique tax, tax situation, and help you get the best tax income. Maybe you got married this year and have questions about how that affects your filing status. Maybe you want an expert to review your returns so you don't miss any deductions on the new house you just bought. Or maybe you just want to hand the whole thing off from start to finish so you can focus on your burgeoning baby photographer career. Whether you want to file with the help of a tax expert or let an expert file for you, TurboTax Live experts give you the confidence to know that your uniquely you taxes are done right. Intuit, TurboTax Live. And of course, certainly a lot of stuff to go through uh, with taxes. Should should be uh, an interesting tax filing season with the uh, unemployment for benefits for some people, uh, the stimulus checks. So really interesting stuff, uh, but our friends at TurboTax will be there to help you out. So let's jump now into Joe Marino's latest mock draft, talk about what he does with the Carolina Panthers and the three-way trade that he uh, presented regarding Deshaun Watson, which should be quite interesting. And of course, this obviously does take into effect as well the trade now with the Rams and Lions, although, again, there's no effect in the first round because, again, the Rams did not have a first-round pick to trade anyway, but it still still affects kind of the decision-making for the Lions. So let's run through Joe's mock, and we'll start, of course, at the top and then work our way to the Panthers' pick. So number one, of course, is Trevor Lawrence, and Joe even notes himself. The toughest part now about... Uh, doing these mock drafts is figuring out different ways to write why Trevor Lawrence will be the number one pick. I mean, obviously it's going to get stale, but at this point, these mock drafts can just be written one Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, and your analysis could just be, yeah, you already know. So <laughs> you don't even write. We all know it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. That's why Urban Meyer became the coach. Uh, he does have Justin Fields going to the Jets at number two. You know, and, and I'm kind of the same way. I'm flipping between Fields and Wilson. I think the new regime here with the Jets, um, you know, new coach Robert Sala, Joe Douglas wasn't there when Sam Darnold was was drafted. So I have a feeling they're going to go with their own guy as well, and they're going to give Sam Darnold a fresh start somewhere else. Uh, but Joe goes with Sam uh, Justin Fields. And then we get to the big trade, uh, essentially a three-way trade now. As he says, or in his uh, trade scenario, the Dolphins trade picks 3, 18, 81, 
Tua Tungavailoa, Xavier Howard, and a 2022 first-round pick to the Texans for Deshaun Watson and pick number 120. And then the 49ers then trade up from 12 to 3, sending the Texans 12, 14, 116, and a 2022 first-round pick. So in this hypothetical scenario, the Texans make out like gangbusters as they would effectively end up getting picks 3, 12, 18, 44, 81, 116, and two first-round picks next year in exchange for Deshaun Watson and a fourth-round pick. And his thought is that uh, the 49ers trade up for Zach Wilson essentially as a way for the 49ers to try to keep pace with the NFC West, especially now with the Rams getting Matthew Stafford. And I've said before, too, I think Zach Wilson would fit in really nice with the 49ers, and it just goes to show, and I think this is a that's another realistic trade partner as well, even without the Deshaun Watson trade, just a trade between the 49ers and the Dolphins uh, between picks 3 and 12. So the Panthers certainly would have to pony up now if they want to if they want to move up in the draft. But again, with the talks now that, or with the report that they were willing to send the eighth pick to the Lions for Matthew Stafford shows that they're going to be aggressive in the quarterback market. So I can't wait to see what they do in this draft. But, he has, but Joe has the 49ers taking Zach Wilson. And then he does have Trey Lance going to the Falcons. And I've, uh, I've thought this was a possibility. Not necessarily the team's. But more so, and I mean, Trey Lance of the Falcons makes a lot of sense to sit behind Matt Ryan. But this is a scenario I could see certainly playing out as well. That each of the first four picks in the draft are all the top four quarterbacks. So, again, another reason why if the Panthers want one of these guys, they've got to move up. Because there's no guarantee any of these guys fall to them at number eight. Uh, but he does have the Panthers staying put at number eight. And then he has uh, Rashawn Slater to the Bengals at five, which that should be an interesting debate too. Rashawn Slater or Panay Sewell. Jamar Chase to the Eagles at six. Devontae Smith to the Lions at seven, uh, giving a, a nice explosive weapon for Jared Goff. And then speaking of Panay Sewell, that's who Joe Burrow has the Panthers selecting at number eight. And this is what Joe writes. With the way things have unfolded to this point, Carolina didn't land a new franchise quarterback, but did secure a new franchise left tackle in Sewell. For each of the last eight seasons, Carolina has featured a different primary starter at left tackle, and it's time for that streak to stop. Offensive coordinator Joe Brady's spread offense requires five-man protection schemes to unleash the full breadth of spacing concepts it includes, so securing a top talent to protect the blind side of the quarterback is an ideal usage of this selection. Sewell is long, athletic, and a wall in pass protection. And look, I'm still a big fan of Sewell. I get the gap is closing a little bit between Sewell and Rashawn Slater. There's some that believe Slater is more pro-ready right now than Panay Sewell, but Sewell has the higher upside than Rashawn Slater. So I think as a, a consolation prize to not getting the quarterback this year, 
getting that franchise left tackle for whoever becomes the franchise quarterback is a great building block. And Sewell definitely is that guy. And as Joe notes, it's been a carousel at the left tackle. It's almost like a who's who. And at some points, it's a who's who of who the hell is that at left tackle. I mean, we've seen guys like Marshall Newhouse have to play left tackle. Chris Clark, you know, as, as well as, you know, the guys we've seen recently, um, including, of course, Taylor Moten once upon a time. And then, of course, Russell Okung this year and Greg Little and Trent Scott. It's been just a... Uh, it, it, they've basically been playing musical chairs with the left tackle position. So getting Sewell as a fallback option to one of those quarterbacks would finally put an end to that game of musical chairs, and that's something that this Panthers team absolutely needs. So definitely like the pick, and again, this as a nice fallback option if they don't trade up from number eight and get one of those top quarterbacks. And then just rounding, he's got uh, Patrick Sertain going to the Broncos at number nine, and then the Cowboys taking Caleb Farley at uh, at number 10. So, Panay Sewell, Joe Marino's pick at number eight, and that is a nice little preview, as we'll be starting up Mock Draft Mondays very soon here as well. Um... In fact, probably going to start it next week after after the Super Bowl. So definitely looking forward to talking mock drafts again and running through some live drop live mocks and digging more into some of these prospects. So excited to get that series going. This was kind of a uh, a little taste of that. Uh, but we'll you know speaking of drafts, we'll kind of quick wrap up the Senior Bowl real quick uh, to wrap up this Monday edition. But before we get into that, today's episode is being brought to you by our friends at BuiltBar.com, the best tasting protein bar ever, as the improved Built Bar is even deliciouser, coming to you with 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. And their 12 original flavors, coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee almond, coconut, and peanut butter brownie. And of course, these bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, great for the health conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while basically eating a candy bar. And these bars are also low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, and great if you are on a keto diet. For example, the peanut butter bar, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. So if you want to try these Built Bars for yourself, and I suggest you give them a shot, go to BuiltBar.com today, use our promo code LOCKEDON, and save yourself a little bit of money as you'll get 20% off your next order. So again, that's BuiltBar.com, that's B-U-I-L-T, B-A-R.com, promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all one word, 20% off your next order. So go check them out today. And also check out our friends at betonline.ag. As of course, it's a big betting week with the Super Bowl. Everybody's going to be putting money on it. So maybe you guys are thinking about it too. We'll go to betonline.ag. If you haven't signed up for them yet, go do it this week. 
get yourself a free account and then get your first welcome bonus of 50% with your first deposit by using our promo code locked on. So again, you got the Super Bowl this week. You've got NBA, you've got college basketball, a lot of good stuff going on. BetOnline.ag gives you a chance to win yourself a little bit of money. So again, free account, BetOnline.ag, and then use our promo code Locked On when you make your first deposit to get a 50% welcome bonus alongside it. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wrapping up the Senior Bowl week, we of course had the game on Saturday. And unfortunately for Matt Rule and his coaching staff, his team did end up on the short end of of the sticks. As his American team lost to the national team that was coached, of course, by the Miami Dolphins. 27 to 24, including a late touchdown to Kenny Yaboa from uh, Arkansas quarterback Felipe Franks to give the uh, to essentially give the national team the uh, the win. That that score put them up 27 to 16, and then the national team held on for the win 27 to 24. But not all was lost for uh, the American team and uh, Matt Rule's side, as it was actually Kellen Mond, who was on the losing side losing side of the ball. Uh, but Kellen Mond was actually named Senior Bowl MVP. Mond finished 13 of 25 for 173 yards and two passing touchdowns in this game as the, Pan- uh, the American team and, and the Panthers side of things only ended up with two quarterbacks remember Mac Jones uh they they actually saw two quarterbacks of course injured through the week Kyle Kyle Trask of Florida uh, again we we know opted or had to back out early in the week because of his injury and then Mac Jones suffered an injury during the week that held him out of the the senior bowl game so the Panthers only had two quarterbacks for the game that was Kellen Mond and of course Wake Forest quarterback Jamie Newman. So at least it gave them a chance to really get their eye on both of those guys. And Jamie Newman, not too bad himself. 10 of 14, 118 yards, one touchdown. Was sacked four times, though, uh, and did throw an interception. And then on the other side of the ball for the quarterbacks, Felipe Franks, who again had that essentially game-sealing touchdown to Kenny Aboa, the tight end out of Ole Miss. Franks went 9 of 16, 122 yards and a touchdown. Ian Book, 5 of 11, 48 yards and an interception. And then Texas quarterback Sam Ellinger, 4 of 10 for just 42 yards. And then leading the way rushing was actually Michael Carter of North Carolina. 8 carries, 60 yards, 1 touchdown. And then Des Fitzpatrick, 6 catches, 90 yards. Uh, Demetric Felton caught a touchdown. 
And then the aforementioned Kenny Aboa caught a touchdown for the national side. For the American side, it was Kylan Hill leading the way rushing. Six carries, 15 yards. Kellen Mond, two carries, seven yards. Larry Roundtree, four carries, seven yards. Elijah Mitchell, four carries for six yards. Jamie Newman, three carries for five yards. Uh, and even Amari Rogers had a carry, but it went for negative four yards. Uh, but again, three touch, three touchdown passes total for the American side. One went to Amari Rogers of Clemson. Uh, Trayvon Grimes of Florida had one. And then Josh Palmer had one as well. But leading the way in yardage was Shai Smith, who had himself a pretty nice week in Mobile. Really started to make a name for himself. Uh, three catches, 57 yards. And then Quentin Morris also broke 50 yards. He had 52 yards on uh, on uh, three catches, excuse me. So those are some of the numbers. Uh, but again, so the Panthers, Panthers side can say that they at least had the Senior Bowl MVP in, uh, in Texas A&M quarterback Kellen Mond. But again, they did end up on the short end of the stick, losing 27-24. Um, but ultimately, it was a great week. Kellen Mond was also somebody that uh, Matt Rule alluded to as players that he was really impressed by throughout the week when he you know, was asked to name some players that uh, really stood out to him. That was one of the first names, and I think the first name, that popped out. So... You know, does that mean the Panthers are going to draft him? Probably not, but uh, it should be really interesting to see where uh, where Kellen Mond ends up. But it was a great week for the Panthers and the Dolphins down in Mobile. And again, with uh, with the way things are now, this was this was basically the big event. I know there was the Hula Bowl, Hula Bowl on uh, on Sunday night, uh, so some other uh, small school and other maybe lesser-known draft picks trying to work their way up. Uh, but the big events are over. It's really now just the pro days because, again, there is no scouting combine this year. All the workouts, all that stuff will be done at each prospect's respective pro days on their campus. And that, of course, doesn't begin until about the second week of March. So now it's really just talking about these players and figuring out what can happen. But uh, like I said, I'm excited to get into these. Uh, we'll likely start mock draft Monday next week after the Super Bowl, and then it'll be full speed ahead to the 2021 NFL draft. So excited to talk ball with you guys and excited to tra talk draft. Uh, hopefully get some, uh, some other draft nicks in here as well to give some other perspective on where the Panthers can go. So hope you guys are excited for this as well. I, I certainly am. And like I said, I think later in the week we might uh, take a walk down memory lane and talk about the, I mean, again, it obviously ends up being uh, bad endings because they lost both games, but I think it'll still be pretty cool to kind of reminisce on the two Super Bowl appearances for the Panthers as we are now officially into Super Bowl week. And uh, I'll actually be checking out some of the uh, virtual press conferences from the uh, the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. And uh, so I might sh share some of those highlights with you guys as well. So I think that's a good place to wrap it up. I think it should be an exciting week coming up and an exciting uh, couple of weeks, really, as we really start rolling into draft season now that the Senior Bowl is over. So thank you guys for tuning in. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. -T -T -E. And of course, follow the 
podcast, wherever you get your listening pleasure. Always excited to talk to you guys. Always appreciate the support. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Monday, and we will see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. We will see you soon. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.